Fallen! You gotta stop looking back. When you get looking back, is a stiff neck. Listen, there's only one flavor to a margarita, and it ain't strawberry. You know, find social groups, hang out with like-minded people. We're gonna talk about whatever the fuck we wanna talk about. How's that? Have you ever had a corned beef taco with mustard? All right, all right. Everybody take a knee, drink some water. I know you all want to get the fuck out of here, so let's get this show started. <laughs> what the fuck is that? <laughs> hey, that's funny. I don't care who you are, that's funny right What there. the fuck are you doing? Are you, are you on drugs? Did you get high before the show? Hey, hey you ain't eating no goddamn Tide Pods, did you? That was delirious. Delirious. Pun intended. Pun intended. Uh, you've been catching up with uh, Netflix? Well, unfortunately, I haven't had a lot of time to do Netflix and chill. I've been out doing the Lord's work, Mario. Little little netty flicks. Um, the Lord uh, loves Netflix, too, by the way. He watches Netflix on his off time. Then so. He's the one, right? Live, laugh, love? Is that what the Lord says? Yeah, he only works on Sunday, so he's got the whole week to, to watch Netflix, so... Anyways, so opposite uh, then. We work during the week, and, and he's, the Lord's he's Day off. is Sunday. Yep, he watches all that. He watches the View too. <laughs> Holy shit! You better watch out if you got any. If you if you're a religious zealot and you're listening to this show, feel free to message. Uh, send email to PO Box one eight seven Phoenix Arizona five zero four eight. Address your uh, email to one Mario Aguirre. So. Jesus doesn't watch. Hey, the, Jesus don't of watch hate the mail, view. I don't. I don't want to. I want to talk about the laughter. We do have some hate mail to talk about, but the laughter, why Why the laughter, man? Why Netflix? I don't know, man. That was your track. You tell me. What's going on with the Netflix? They just released Delirious on Netflix. Delirious. It's on there. The Eddie Murphy stand-up live, yes, where he's wearing the red leather suit. That's oh on God. there. Are you, are you serious? And they, go, haven't, they haven't got sued yet? Go look it up. It's on there. It's hilarious. So you're talking about Goonie Goo Goo? Yes. Goonie Goo Goo. Motherfucking Gus. <laughs> And the Bigfoot, the whole nine, right? Wow. I, I, I didn't Dude, know that was out. Let me tell you, man. That takes me back to my childhood. That shit was hilarious. It was funny. Uh, my parents never let me watch any of that stuff. Yeah, me neither. But my best friend growing up, um, his mom didn't care. They were white, so they didn't care. And uh, <laughs> You know, it's funny because Paul Schmidt, his parents were white because they're Germans. So I stole the video they because my, my parents rented it from uh, from the Hollywood video or whatever it was. Yeah. And I stole it while they were at work. I ditched school. <laughs> Paul Schmidt ditched school. And we rode to our watch. bikes to his house and watched it while no one was around. That's hilarious, dude. Yeah. And then we got caught because I grabbed the case and brought it back but left the video at Paul Schmidt's VCR. Oh, no. <laughs> his mom and dad found it. They were oh, a little no. uptight. They were a little uptight about it. Yeah, no, my um, my buddy, man, his mom and his dad, they they were cool, and that's where I got to see all those movies and Delirious and Raw. Remember Raw? Uh, He's wearing the purple leather yeah. suit. Same, in that same one. show, just purple suit. Just purple suit. Um, personally, I like Delirious better. I think there's more classic lines in that one, but yeah, both the, of them are equally as funny. I think so. Yeah, the ice cream man and the wonder bread burger you can't afford it you can't afford it Mario because you're on the welfare right have you on the welfare he used to cut me deep though because I was the one like and your father is an alcoholic and I was like god damn it he is that's my father they must know my dad 
<laughs> it's so classic. Many, it's so classic. many lines, dude. So you many know what? Hey, can you imagine if, like, let's say um, Dave Chappelle, Chris Rock, or any comedian for that matter, dropped Delirious today? No, I mean they get close with some of the things they talk about, but mm-hmm. not even close enough to what uh, Eddie Murphy was talking about in Delirious. I mean, you couldn't. I mean, he you comes, couldn't. like you said, he you comes couldn't. right out from the get-go. From the get-go. I am not going to say the things he said. Uh, that's how crazy it is, this world now. And no, he's running around. Literally at the very beginning. Telling, saying, hey, hey, faggot, don't look at me. Don't look at my ass. And he's like there it is. making moves, you know, and talking about your dick exploding because of AIDS, you know. It's like, Well, he talks about he, his worst nightmare is is running into Mr. T. Yeah, getting raped in the fucking alley, right? So, no, but Mr. T's asking him yeah. to fuck him in the ass. Yeah. And he goes, oh, boy, don't you go yeah. too fast. Yeah. I'll clench my butt cheeks and rip your dick off. <laughs> I mean, can you imagine? I'm telling you, we could do a whole show just you on know, this. I, here, I'll do you one better. Can you just imagine if uh, somehow Eddie Murphy was in the news <laughs> and, and Uncle Donnie in the White House tweeted, Love Eddie Murphy, greatest comedian oh, ever. Uh, Delirious and, is my yeah, favorite Love show. Delirious. You know, don't come too fast, boy. Like, oh, <laughs> they would impeach his ass. Yeah. Don't hashtag you, don't come too fast. Don't you come too fast, boy. <laughs> <laughs> or hashtag your father's an alcoholic. Oh my god, dude! That and they brought me uh, back to some. uh, Like I said, it's weird to say that delirious brings me back to childhood memories, but (laughs) but it is childhood, brother. Uh, Welcome to the club. I say uh, that was great. So Crystal um, never saw it, so she saw it for the first time. She grew up uh, down by the river in a van. (laughs) Apparently, they didn't have uh, VCRs in vans back then. So. Uh, but anyway, so she was uh, equally surprised, and um, but still excited, and, and she thought it was, you know, hilarious. So, well, good on her for being so uh, non politically correct in this day and age. It's but just I, funny stuff. I, I, I tell you, so you millennial soldiers out there, you youngsters, uh, just getting out of the army, just joining the army, seventeen to about twenty two, twenty three. If you've never seen that, go watch it. Go yeah. watch it, and then write into the show and let us know. On how many things Eddie Murphy said triggered you, or Raw? Yeah, Raw's another one. That's the well, you know what touch. else? Go watch some uh, uh, Richard Pryor. Oh well, here's a great thing Ooh. about Delirious. Um, Eddie Murphy's talking about Bill Cosby, and he's talking oh, yeah. about Richard Pryor. That, that is one of the most classic comic segments ever. Yeah, where he uh, talks about Bill Cosby having moral objections to Eddie Murphy using the F word in his comedy. Isn't show. that hilarious? Yeah, look at where he's at now. You think Isn't he's got a moral objection about the F word now? Hilarious. Well, the funny thing, too, is if you think about it, when, when Eddie Murphy first opens up and starts talking about, don't you be looking at my ass, and then what was he caught for in the news a few years back? I don't, wasn't there an incident was with it a, a tranny? tranny? A little tranny action? A little, oh, shit, I didn't know. A little, I didn't oh, know. shit, I didn't know. Hey, this, that goes back to the five Ds. Safety brief. Safety brief. Last one. Didn't know is not, not an excuse. An excuse. <laughs> If only Eddie would have attended, listen to Sergeant's time. That's nice, all he has to do. Nice tie back to that. Um, well, what, like we always say, we're here to help, right? Yeah, this show, if yeah. nothing else, is to bring the hardcore issues to the to our audience and, and give you solutions. Yep. So before you get caught with a tranny, make I sure didn't you, know is not an excuse. Yeah. So when you're in the police station and you're trying to explain why you choked it out, like <laughs> you can't say I didn't know. You know, got to do your due diligence. Oh man, gotta do that research, if you will. So, we talked about hate mail, very beginning. You want to you want to catch Christ. us up on that? So, okay, here we are, round two. For those of you that don't know, I live and reside in the great state of Arizona, Phoenix. I'm in the capital. Um, born and raised here. Lifelong Dodger fan. 
and I refuse to uh, to change my allegiance. I look, I tell the Diamondbacks, you know, good for you. Hope you do well. But I, I was here first, so I'm a Dodger fan, right? Well, there are certain members of the community. Oh, that, because you uh, were here before right. the Diamondbacks. I, I'm OG, yeah, so it. I'm older than the Diamondbacks. Got it. So apparently, maybe one of our listeners, maybe a neighbor, someone I work with, just someone in the community who knows me and actually knows my uh, address has decided to start sending me hate mail. I was going to say, I mean, I guess it's hate mail. You were saying it's not even that funny. No, here's my thing. Like, I'm a good sport about things. But, you know, they send me these postcards in Spanish. And the Spanish well, is Well, I don't know if it's Spanish. Well, it's some type of Spanish derivative. So the last one was basically wishing me that I got ass herpes and that my dog ran away. In some form, yes. Right. Oh, so, and then also telling me that old ladies in my village were better than the Dodgers. Right. So, which is kind of true at, at the point, moment. I'm not even arguing yeah, that first right. part. That, that's now, probably true. ass herpes is just mean. It just means spirited. Yeah. And why would you want my dog? This is like a really bad country song. Kind of, you're right. But in Spanish. Because like Eddie Murphy says, herpes, you keep that shit around forever like luggage. (laughs) Yeah, exactly, right? So, you know. So, um, here's my thought. So, they're either really horrible at Spanish, and they don't know it, and they think they're being funny, or they're being clever, and they're hiding that they do know Spanish. They're purposely doing it, um, doing a horrible job, so that you don't suspect someone. I don't know what your thoughts are on that. I mean, is you know, it that I'm, clever? Or are they going that I, far I'm looking out? at it, and, and I'm just all I see is cowardice. Basically, are they really that bad? I see cowardice because they're sending under you know unmarked them postcards. There's no return address. I know they're from Phoenix because they're postmarked from Phoenix, but it's childish. You know, they say things like "you suck." Like you know, if you're gonna take the time, get creative with me. Really try to drive home your point. You know, and the other thing too is just you know what I'm 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 an open book. I've got a forum. Come on my show. Let's debate this. <laughs> we'll have a special episode of, you know, just we'll, we'll sit down and we'll debate. We will just lay waste to each other. Just hurl insults about our teams and whatever. Do you have any you know? idea, any thoughts? I don't know who it is. Because, you don't have to you say. Because you know, honestly, Mario, I'm an asshole. It could be, there's probably 100,000 people walking through Phoenix right now that are like, that guy's a fucking dick. So you know? I agree with that. A thousand percent. You're an asshole and a lot of people hate you. But I don't know if they would go that far as to send you this uh, hate mail because part of me thinks that it's also someone who has some kind of interest in you. So whether they hate you, that's a whole hard, that's a weird way of saying hey, I like you. Yeah, but I, I think it's they're trying to have fun with you, so they gotta kind of like you. But like I've said before, I've got contacts. To waste in the that FBI, much time on you, and they're looking into this matter for me, doing some DNA. I sent it for forensic handwriting analysis. Yeah. So I'm, we're building a profile. We'll figure out who you are. Yeah. And then just for shits and giggles, I sent it to my old fifth grade teacher, Mr. Schneider. He's a writer, an author, you know. And I'm just having him break down the grammar. What if it's him? Um, it isn't him. I've read his books. They're, yeah. You know, it's not his style. Um, but he would be, that's yeah, a smart thing to do is change Well, the he's style. a little bit busy with the teacher protests right now, too. Mm. So, and he, first of all, he's a basketball fan, not a baseball fan. Well, actually, he's had time off, so he's. You know, you would think he did, but he's a—he's one of the leaders of this uh, whole revolution we yeah, got going on. This, he, like I've said before, he is a social justice warrior, and I believe him when I talk to this man because he's very educated, he's very passionate, and I—I I trust him when he uh, talks about the subject, right? And when he told me that education was a national security issue, I, I listen, you know, because yeah. I, honestly, I'm not going to say I, I didn't—I don't know too much about the the strike. 
you know, I hear all the stuff everybody else hears in the news, but to break down the nitty gritty for him to tell me that, you know, that I, I trust him. And so I support him. Um, looks like we got it resolved, though. Kids well, are supposed to go back yeah, to school tomorrow. Tomorrow. Um, if you're listening, Kyrene and Tempe School District, the McCann kids will not be because to hell with you. They get a three-day. I'm not <laughs> There's really no reason to send them to school for one day. Daddy's They'll be got, back Monday ready to go, fully charged. Daddy's got work to do. They'll look good, yeah. But, no, they get tomorrow off, okay? Just remember, I didn't know. It's not an excuse. No, I knew, and I'm telling you that they're not going to be there. So, all right, so we don't know who this person is. Um, no, we it don't. It could be anyone. Uh, like but said, I'm telling you. We've it, got a team of experts. Whoever this is, they've got something special with you. There's a special bond. Because I don't care how much you hate somebody, you got to care enough at least to do something like that. Well, yeah, and I don't hate. Like, I, I don't cheer for the Diamondbacks. And but I, I think, don't know. I think their fans are suspect at best. But You even thought it was me. But I don't. Well, I'm. For hey, a minute. But I don't. I had, I had to eliminate everybody. I First of all, I don't care about sports that much to even care who you like or not. Well, first of all, I will say, you know, I don't agree with you when you say that because I've seen you at the Luchador events, and technically that's... Well, that's not a sport. It's pretty much a sport. I'm smart enough to know that that's an event. Well, that's theatrics, and I love theater. Well, yeah, you were losing your shit at the MMA fights, too, so that's let's true. not forget that's that. That's true. That's so you true. like you're combat right. sports. Right. You don't, maybe I you don't do. like traditional you're sports. Right. And I do. I mean, I have my teams. I have my teams. You know, my the Oakland A's are my team. The Niners are my team. I know people are going to talk shit, but you know what? I don't get into it that much. I really don't care. If you say anything about it, I really don't care. It doesn't bother me. So I don't care about other people's teams either. So I would never care to send you any hate mail because it doesn't bother me diamondbacks or dodgers either one neither one's my team so it doesn't even matter yeah and i also don't care enough about See, you to do well that. you know like you said, say that i know but i don't believe you i i really do think you care i have to keep you in check i cannot no. have you believing that i like people you don't much. people don't want to you know you don't you don't want to admit it but you really do for those of you that don't know when i got hired to this job not only did i get a brand new desk just so i could be part of the team but Mario painted me a picture, a beautiful sapper castle, and then he was like, welcome to the team, bro. I also remember the nude I did of you. And you know what? I hung it proudly I above a, the desk. I did a nude. <laughs> and I don't care what Sharon in HR says. It's not fucking coming down. It's art. Oh, Sharon. It's Back to art. Sharon. I remember Sharon. If you guys haven't heard our... Uh, I don't know who's worse, her or <laughs> Helen in accounting, but both which, of those two ladies are like... This, Thorn in my side. Which episode was that when we talked about Sharon? The uh, going out drinking with uh, the coworkers? <laughs> yeah, happy hour episode. Yeah. Which, by the way, is a timeless episode. Those lessons are life lessons. If you forgot them, listen again. That and the safety brief you should have on a, in an index card stored away, ready to go. Yeah, and uh, to add to those, um, we have a great show today. Uh, we're going to talk about resume building. Oh, we are. Yeah. So I didn't to, even see. I didn't even know. To keep adding to that, and then uh, I'm not going to ruin the surprise, but um, the sergeant's time. Um, just another one of those classics. Yeah, and um, just so you know, I'm uh, hit you information. up. Hit you up real quick. So this sergeant's time, without spoiling too much, is going to be legit. Okay, legit. We're going to give you some good, good advice, lessons learned. Okay. Um, however. Next week and the following week, because we're prepping for Memorial Day in the beginning of summer, all bets are off. You don't know what Sergeant McCannibal is going to be bringing you. We've got a lot to get to before I release you hooligans for summer break, so keep in, keep in tune. I know what it's going to be, and I'm excited. Woo! So anyway, let's talk about this. 
Mr. Woo Woo Woo. What's, oh, Jesus. What's up with these resumes? I'm delirious. What are we talking about? Um, with the resumes, we are talking about don't be a douchebag. Well, what do you mean by douchebag? Right. Because uh, there's there's multiple levels of douchery. Are we talking about just pretending so, you're super Billy Badass? Or are we talking about... All right. So first of all, know, I'm, I'm, I'm joking because there's a lot of people that really are trying hard and they just don't get it. They don't have the, the right tools or the knowledge to do it. But amongst those, and I'm talking about civilians and veterans alike, everybody does it. Uh, people that just get out of college think that the things they've done in college are the most important things they've ever done. The classes they've taken are the most cl- uh, the, the best classes, and they're the only ones that have taken this class. Uh, same thing with a veteran. Uh, if you're applying for a bank, uh, as I was at one point, they do not care that you are proficient in five different types of weapons. So if I qualified expert on the M4, the M249, 240 Bravo, the M9 pistol system, and I am tow missile qualified, and I also uh, was on the number one team of gunnery with my Bradley. You know I mean they don't give up? Well, I don't know why they wouldn't because clearly I'm fucking high speed if I can do all that shit. Listen, some of the things that we're going to talk about today are things that I've seen on resumes. And so these are not lies. These are not exaggerations. So you brought examples. They're going to be funny. You know, because examples are what the people want. But they're also true. That's the sad part. While I am going to bring you true things, true written resumes, I also have one that, that I kind of made up. Because, um, okay, let me First give you of all, you shut story. your mouth let because me. I've seen that resume and I'll not let you ruin it for the people because that shit is legit. No, no, was, no, no. They made on. a documentary about that. And you know movies don't lie. But okay. you know what? Before we get into that, you know who else don't lie? Mm, who? Our sponsors. Oh! That's right. You thought, you thought we forgot. So when you're writing your resume, it's very important to congratulate and thank your sponsors. Yes. Yeah, so some of our sponsors today <laughs> that are bringing this whole show to... and um, I'm just excited. Paying to us this. to give you some knowledge to help you with your career uh, exp- you know, your career experience, your exploits, your endeavors, whatever word you want to use. First and foremost is a Longleaf Malt Liquor. That's right. Longleaf Malt Liquor is a premier malt liquor product out of Arizona. It's not nationwide. It is a micro craft brewed malt liquor. However, despite the fact that it claims to have supernatural powers, I, one would not recommend using it before writing your resume. Maybe after you get the job and you want to celebrate with the team, you want to do a little peyote, maybe some mezcal, mescaline, whatever. That's when you drive to the desert, light a bonfire, and that's when that long leak malt liquor is there for you. So remember, nothing like long leak malt liquor. Second of all, I want to thank Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles for your <laughs> hospitality in Anaheim two weeks ago. Um, you guys were a great host to me and my son's basketball team. And you know what? Yeah, we kindly accept your sponsorship. So from now on, every time we have this show, we'll be surrounded by fried chicken and, wal- and uh, waffles and delicious honey sauce. Um, also, some amazing, amazing collard greens. So Freshly you, delivered from yeah, California? Every time we do a show, <laughs> they are catering our show. So if, you, if you're ever in the L.A. area and you want to get some good chicken and waffles, Roscoe's is the place, okay? And then, of course, we got our Sushi Sonora, who continues to set new culinary standards and break molds and traditions. Um, thanks again for lunch today, fellas. You know, we always like it. It's too bad the Air Force couldn't be there, apparently... They couldn't get off in time to meet us for that free lunch. Sushi Sonora. Hey, and uh, Sean Danielson, if you're listening, um, they want you to go back and pay your tab, okay? Oh, that dude that yeah. uh, reached out to they're, us on Facebook. They're a little bit upset that you walked out. And I don't know how you ordered $300 mm. worth of food at Sushi Sonora, but 
Hey, I ain't even mad at you, player. Hey, if you guys haven't seen it, he literally took pictures of all the food he ordered. Yeah, he ordered a ton yeah, of food. It's up on the page. So, Sean, if you don't mind, stop by and square up that tab so we don't lose our sponsorship. <laughs> he uh, he even posted pictures and said, oh, by the way, I forgot to take – I also ordered all this other stuff. I, I didn't take pictures to, yeah. of those. I ate well, it before. He, he forgot to pay, too. So, Sean, <laughs> if you could square that away, we'd appreciate it. And then, of course, you know, we got the regulars. We got uh, Mechanical LLC, uh, consulting firm. And again, I got the phone, Mario. I hooked it up. We put the number 480-867-5309. It's still not ringing. I'm not even getting... I'm getting hate mail, but no phone. So hit us up. We're here to consult for all different types of businesses, ranging from EMS, aviation, security, logistics, marketing, business development. If you have a company, you need me. You need me. Let's just put it that way. And who else we got, Mario? Give them a call. And then we've got, of course, the unforgettable year-round patriot. Um, we actually just made. Um, I say we. I. Well, that's <laughs> just, you, player. You got I, three employees: your head, your my, right, and your left hand. Yeah. I. Um, well, I don't know if uh, my head counts. My. Uh, it's like two. It's fucking huge. My buddy wanted a um, a plaque of her marine friend, her roommate, who's uh, moving out of town, and um, she wanted to just give him something nice. So I made him a nice little marine plaque. You know, it says... Uh, yeah, I saw that. It's, it's up on the page, right? Yeah, it's up on the page um, with his nickname on it and everything, Semper Fidelis and all that good stuff. And kind of made it look... She wanted it to look kind of old and kind yeah, of vintage, dirty. War, vintage. It looks war-torn. It looks nice. And um, so that's the kind of stuff we do. Uh, of course, she's a battle buddy of mine, so I gave it to her, you know, for free and all that stuff. But um, that's the problem is I end up doing a lot of these things and for really cool people and uh, some great friends. And even if I don't know them, you know, it's tough for me to sell that stuff so i've sold a few you know uh but i've given out a lot more than um than i've made so either way man if you want one give me a call if i'm in a good mood um yeah, custom custom orders are available custom orders most of them are custom orders so i also do paintings and other stuff like that like abe said you're humble bro you're humble he's an artist ladies and gentlemen he's an artist so if you guys want anything you're around patriot on facebook but like i always say I don't have a website because I don't want to work that hard. No, so. let's not overwhelm the big guy. <laughs> hey, and one last one before we go. I want yeah. to thank uh, Harrison and Bunt Rock Law Firm. I appreciate that uh, <clears throat> that assistance. Okay. Uh, with that matter we were dealing with. Oh. Yeah, so thank you to that law okay. firm. Okay. And hey, uh, don't call Saul. Call Harrison and Bunt Rock. Believe me. Mm, by the way, better call Saul. Are they uh, coming up with a third season or what? Yeah, they're still continuing. That that's, that show's too fucking slow for me, though. It's, it's that second season. I, I watched I, it, I, and I I'm love like, that just, first show. Can, can you get to the part where Walter White shows yeah. up? Or I mean, the first ep- the first season. And the second season, yeah. whoa. It's, slow it's crazy. As, that dog's back. You know, I talked to Andy. Did he follow you home? They said we were going to go ahead and, you know, take care of that dog. But I didn't realize he put it in my truck. And I got, you know, I got to the studio. No, I got to the studio here, and all of a sudden, the dog followed me. Oh, I get it. Hey, but then again, thank you again to to, uh, Hobnob Sports Grill for hosting us last week. Cool. So, uh, I think we're done with that, right? So, we've we've, uh, achieved our financial obligations for the show. Yep. The commercials are over. And now, back to our show. And again, Sean, please just pay that tab. But fucking hey, go get some food, right? Yeah. Sushi Sonoro. So, so back to the Because you know what? I don't want Sean to show up for a job and give a resume and then have on the resume, hey, once walked out on a $300 tab at Sushi Sonora. No, no. You definitely don't want to have that on your resume. Even if you did walk out on a tab, I, I wouldn't put it on your resume. I, I don't know why you would. Well, I, I'm I really just don't. saying, like, if someone said but in the interview, don't. like, 
tell us one bad thing about yourself. What no, do you no, need no, to no. work oh, on? No, no, I don't man. want Sean to go, well, one time I walked out on this tab because the food was so good. Well, and you I know just, what? Hold, hold up, play it, because the interview is a whole other thing, man. Well, before you get the interview, you got to have a great fucking resume. Right, so continue. The resume gets you the interview, right? So let's talk about these. What are some things that we're talking about? So we were talking about people that put shit on their resume that they think makes them look better than it really does, all right? And we're talking about veterans and civilians. Everybody does this. For my veteran buddies, right, just remember, people don't care about a lot of your military um, schools or training, things like that, unless it includes leadership training, unless you talk about um, and and use terms that civilians understand too. So don't say platoon sergeant because while in the military, that's that's leadership. First sergeant, that's leadership. If you're a captain, if you're a commander, if you're a, a team leader, things like that, those are all leadership terms, right? We so understand that. an example of what not to put. So if I'm a private or I'm an E4, let's say. I did my three and a half, four, and I got out. So if I was putting, but that's let's say that's the only job I ever had, right? Right out of high school, never had another right. job. So if I was uh, the driver for the Humvee, and I was responsible for maintenance and stuff, so I would not put myself as, say, a vehicle commander. No. Or I wouldn't put, hey, I was responsible for a piece of equipment that was $500,000, and I was tracking its movement and all this other stuff, because in reality, I'm lying now, right? I mean, I was the driver. Sort of. The lieutenant was the one that was in charge of that, or the sergeant was, the TC was in charge of that vehicle. Right. And I was their subordinate. Now it depends, right? If you if you signed out for it, no, but that's what I'm saying. As a private, you don't sign out for nothing. No, you don't. You're right. You know, but they, like like in our in our company, we were engineers, so we we're combat engineers. So the privates were the drivers, right? Someone else was, and was. so the every vehicle had a, a vehicle commander or a track commander if you're a track vehicle, right? Now that NCO was in charge of that vehicle, so I as the private was his driver. Now don't get me wrong. I had a lot of responsibility. I had to do maintenance and things yeah. like that, but it was all under the direction of that NCO. Right. So what, I, what I'm trying to say is I don't want to mislead a future employer and say that I was in charge of a weapon system because a lot of guys do that, right? They say, hey, right. I, I have a Humvee with a 50 cal or a Mark 19 on top, and now instead of saying, hey, I perform maintenance on vehicles and things like that, now they say, no, 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 I was in charge of a $500,000 weapon system. Right. One, you don't want to lie on there because, well, you just don't want to lie. That's what we're talking about right you now, don't right? Want to like get exaggerating right. our skills. And two, yeah, because if you get asked to perform some of the duties that you may have lied about, you don't want to get caught in that. You're also, depending on the job that you're... Now, if you're you know working at a bank or whatever, there's not really many life-threatening duties that you're going to do on a job. But let's say you're applying at a job like... A, where you're a mechanic or you're working with certain um, you know, large equipment, things like that, and you lie, you said you've done it, and you haven't, now you are uh, dealing with uh, life-threatening situations. And you know what? A good example of that, staying with the Humvee, every vehicle in the military is a diesel motor. Right. Pretty much, right? Right. It's, you know, Pretty well, much, yeah, you know, yeah. Tanks and helicopters aside, right? Different. So it would be false for someone who doesn't have a formal mechanic training just because they're an operator and we all know everything is operator level maintenance in the military so you may learn how to fix a lot of that diesel motor and different parts of your vehicle but what we're getting at is don't put on your resume that you are a proficient diesel mechanic or wheeled vehicle mechanic just because you know where the grease points are and you know how to troubleshoot some of these things and you know how to hold the wrench while the mechanic works and whatever it doesn't make you a mechanic 
and and I know we're getting into the weeds of this, but that's exactly what you need to do. You need to understand that because you, the employers really do want to see those little things. So you're absolutely right. Would never you would never put even if you were in charge of it. Let's say you were an NCO, you would never say I was in charge of this vehicle or I was responsible for that vehicle because guess what? Everybody's responsible for something. Responsible doesn't mean shit. Right now, what did you actually do? So let's go back to that private, right? Maybe he wasn't responsible for the vehicle. He wasn't signed out for it, but he did do, he did what? Maybe he logged miles, right? So I kept a log of a weekly log, daily log, miles. That's good because if you're applying for certain jobs, an office job, things like that, those are important tasks, right? You know what? Also, he was a team member. He was a team member. A team member that was tasked to accomplish X, Y, and Z. And he probably also knew his boss's job, right? Because you mm-hmm. get taught those things in the military right. to know the the driver's uh, job, to know the TC's job, to know the what the gunner's job, whatever that is, you know. And you wouldn't now, necessarily put gunner. One but, thing I want to mention, like you say, we don't want to bog down the resume with military jargon, right? But at the same time, we want to make sure that we're illustrating our actual skills, right? So, as a private or an E three, E four, whatever, you don't want to be vague either. So you don't want to just say. Hey, I knew my boss's job and my subordinate's job. Right. What 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 were those things? You know? Right. And what you want to do is you want to focus on the non-military aspects. So if, if you're an E4 and you were a fire team, whatever, an artilleryman, an infantryman, an engineer, a tanker, whatever, right? And you're trying to express the fact that, hey, I did my boss's job and the person beneath me. You want to focus more on like the manager, supervisor. Right. So at times you were a a shift lead, a supervisor, or you are responsible for the movement of X amount of people and their logistical needs. Something like that. Right. As opposed to, hey, I served as a team member in a three-man fire team executing mount operations and urban combat in Baghdad. Because, again, like you said, at the bank... They don't give a shit. They don't care because no one's going door-to-door for Chase Bank and saying, hey, can we get you to refi your right. loan? <laughs> or or even you know any other type of office job, things like that. I mean, even even being a police officer, mm-hmm. people say, well, I'm going to be a police officer, so they want to know that stuff. Well, not necessarily. Being a police officer is a very different type of combat job. Let's just well, call it that. In its philosophy, think about it. So as a soldier, you are trained in escalation of force. Right. How you ramp up your response. As a policeman, you're the exact opposite. You're trained to focus de-escalation, de-escalation right. of force. So you start at a certain level, you know, and ramp it yeah. down. Whereas in the military, it's like you meet, you know, equal response and then respond accordingly you right. know, up to having to, you know, destroy the enemy. Yeah. And for law enforcement, it's different because it, mm-hmm. it's it's not necessarily your resume. It's more of the if you get past the PT and all the other stuff, it's really that interview. Right. When they start talking to you, and if you start going, yeah, well, it's in the, you know, infantry, and we did this, this, and this, and I was all, you know, hua and gun ho and whatever, they're gonna be like, this is not, especially right now. There's, well, that's again, not what they're looking for. as a policeman, you they're may find yourself in a firefight. You may find yourself yeah. in, in some physical hand-to-hand combat, but you're not in a combat zone. Right. You are not operating necessarily in a in a in a realm full of enemy combatants. You go to a domestic violence call, let's say, right? That's domestic violence. That is not yeah. you're walking into an ambush with counterinsurgencies or you pull somebody over. Right? Yeah, you're yeah. not you're not pulling over ISIS in Afghanistan. You have to be so, you have to be alert, but you and, also have to use your, your mind to de escalate stuff. Right? And, and as a prepared. military person or a veteran, you need to realize these things before you start putting on your resume that, you know, like basically I hey, I'm a trained killer. Like Yeah. Well that might seem cool and I agree because I did it too. I won't lie, man. Back in two thousand five, two thousand six I did those. I put those mistakes. You know, I, I loved combatives. 
You know, that was my thing yeah. in the military. Combatives level two trained. Nobody gives a fuck that you can do a rear naked choke. Nobody gives a no. fuck, man. And I will tell you, on my one of my first <laughs> resumes, you know, I, I put in there that, hey, I was in a, a route clearance company and that I was UXO certified and I could take care of all these different types of munitions and blow all this stuff up. But, you know, the guy at the... Uh, they don't fucking know what UXO yeah. is. No. They, <laughs> or care. No, they, they really don't. And the guy at the at the company, I was, I was working, trying to get a job at Coors delivering beer. The guy's like, yeah. well... Um, we have bottled beer and we have canned beer. We got kegs, okay? Um, sometimes they may explode, but it's beer in your face. So I appreciate no that, sir. But um, yeah, we really. Um, we don't have to worry about that. None's going to go boom on you. Right. Are you okay with that? Yeah. You know, like, and sometimes you get lucky, you know, and you get the, the people that understand that and they're really looking to hire veterans and they understand veterans. And part of our job is we try to teach employers on those. Uh, um, you know, finding the people that have those resumes and then trying to help them tailor it so that it it does a better match. Because just because they have a bad resume doesn't mean they're not the right fit. They just don't no. know how to write the resume, right? And so trying to make it fit so that they understand. Um, and so then the people, you know, the, the hiring managers, the HR folks can actually read the resume. And then this person can, like I yeah, said, they can identify get soft to the interview. Skills. Yeah, identify soft skills and then get the opportunity to interview. Because right. the, the truth is here. So what a lot of people don't know about the military is that you could be a door knocker, a door kicker. You could be MP. You could be ordinance. You could Who's, be... Who are, who are door knockers? Like, do they go around selling... No, door kickers. Like pamphlets. I was trying to soften it. <laughs> Hello? We're uh, talking about the uh, 0300s. Wait, wait, wait. Listen. The 11 bang bangs. Yeah, that, don't do that. That's... Hello. Answer the door. Hello. Who's there? Is that freedom? <laughs> Boom. Uh, Hello? Yeah. Uh, delivery. So, no, <laughs> special delivery. Yeah. I did not order. Okay. So I did not order no special delivery. Get it out of your system. Get it. He's, he's on a table. Uh, pizza. I did not order no pizza. Are you done? Uh, Can we? Uh, and this US segment Post. of the show is brought to you again by Long Leak Malt Liquor. Serving I, we did all not your order needs. Not. If you've got, you got to get seriously fucked up and you got to do it now, <laughs> Long Leak Malt Liquor is the answer for you. Are you Americans again? No. Ah, you got no. us. We're now Canadian. open up. We're Canadian. Those are the door knockers. <laughs> That's what we send the Mexicans to kick in the door. So anyway, my point being, though, you may have these skills. You may have been in this job, right? But along the way, you were smart. You took classes, correspondence classes, college courses, this and that. You went to Iraq as an 11 Bravo, right? And you know what happened while you were out there or in Afghanistan? You realized, hey, I'm a people person. Because you yep. were dealing with neighborhood problems. You were finding yourself in these dynamic situations where you're dealing with people from a different language, different culture, different ethnic, religious, the whole nine. Right. And you were really good at settling disputes. Yeah. So now, when you go to fill out that resume, because you want to go be a social worker, or you want to go into marketing, or you want to go into something completely unrelated to your military experience, you need someone to help you translate those skills. So... Especially you senior, you got them. Especially you senior NCOs. I almost, in my experience in what I do, I think it's harder for senior NCOs and higher and higher officers to actually find jobs than the lower enlisted, because the lower enlisted guys that have been four or five years, maybe they're in E five when they get out, right? They haven't had that twenty year career where that's all they've done, right? And so they're still kind of open to, hey man, I may have to start over, or maybe hey. They're more open right. to they're, just yeah, suggesting, right? Yeah. Whereas a, a master sergeant, sergeant major, a warrant officer, a colonel, lieutenant colonel, whatever, those guys and gals get out of the military, and guess what? 
They've been 20 years in charge. Oh, yeah. And they don't want to hear your shit. They're, they don't, they're not going to be a bank teller. They want to be the bank. No, they're going to go and say, I will square this bank away. And you know what? They have that level of management. Right. But where a lot of them struggle, just like the, the lower enlisted, is translating those skills. Right. And, and the, la- the language, too. Like just yeah. talking to people, right? So, I mean, if like here's a great example. So, we're at a job fair. And we have all these private companies that are accepting applications and doing matching and things like that for uh, veterans and things of that nature, right? So I have a, a gentleman come up to me. He was a, an E8. And, um, you know, he's like, I'm looking for a program manager job. And I was like, okay, Master Sergeant, like, what are you looking for? Like, what kind of, what, what, what type of discipline? Well, um, <clears throat> I don't really have a, a necess- uh, one picked out. I just know I'm good at running stuff. And so I was like, well, did you have an interview today? And it's like, well, yeah, I did. And what did you tell him? I was good at running stuff. And I was like, no, really, what did you say? And he goes, "That's what I well, said. no, I looked at civilian in the eye and I told him, hey, sir, ma'am, I am proficient in running things. And, you know, it's like, hey, top, I get it. You know, like, you are, you've been running shit in the military for 20 yeah. years, but you got to kind of pump your brakes. And you, know? you got to tell them what exactly that stuff is. Yeah, exactly. If you're a if you're a first sergeant, doesn't matter if you're a first sergeant in an infantry unit or you're a first sergeant in a support unit. You have so many skills. So you you you've managed logistics. Imagine all the leadership classes they've gone to. Exactly, but you like just break it down to the chat. So you're doing logistics because you're responsible for that whole company movement. If you got to go somewhere, you're responsible for the HR. You're responsible for discipline, for coaching, for professional development. You're responsible for wellness and well-being. You know but what? if someone doesn't tell you that, you're just going to go to that thing and say, I'm good I'm at running good at stuff. Running stuff. But you, you, you brought up a good point. Logistics is probably one of the greatest things that people learn in the military. And they're one of, that's one of the things that most civilians are not good at. That is really where veterans separate themselves from a lot of civilians. Because civilians, while you're in school or while you're in the military and off to war and doing your things, they're going to school, right? Uh, and they're they're doing the jobs and they're competing with you or they're they're learning the things you didn't. So when you're competing with someone the same age, let's say you're both 25, right? Um, those civilians are going to have more experience because of the school and they've been out there already. They know the language. They know how to how to get in there. But logistics, I think that's one of the biggest things that in the military we forget about, uh, and it's really needed in the in the in the civilian world. Um, well, so, in, in, you know, in our line of work, I hear logistics, right? So project management. Um, the other thing, too, you got to remember something. Since you were a private, since you set foot day one into basic, you were taught leadership. And you know what? As an E5, four-year soldier, it's four or five years, you get out. You have more leadership training than your civilian counterpart. And in, when we're in here interacting with companies, CEOs, vice president, people in the executive suite, <clears throat> the, chain, the, the, climate, the current climate in corporate America is this. They want that military person. They want that veteran because they have that leadership in droves. They can teach you a technical skill, no matter what, but they can't teach you all that leadership. And if they could do it, then they would have done it already. And there's so many companies out there that have these guys with amazing technical skills, PhDs, doctorates in physics and tech and this and that, but couldn't lead their way out of a paper sack. Well, there's companies now putting on programs uh, or training and spending good amounts of money on these trainings um, that are very similar to military, uh, um, not culture training, but uh, what am I trying to think of, like team building activities. Team building and leadership Things that we do in the military, and they're hiring veterans to run these programs, right? So while we're talking about 
the civilians versus veterans and, 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 and how we get, you know, how, how we really separate ourselves from those civilians with logistics and, and team building and things like that, right? I have this book here. It's called, Can I Wear My Nose Ring to the Interview? No shit. I'll post a picture of it on our page, but it's called, Can I Wear My Nose Ring in the Interview? You can take a, there you go. So we're going to post that. And this is a good book for, if you have kids, teenagers, this is good stuff, good information to read for them. Or, but, pri- or privates. Or privates, same thing. Um, but here are some of the topics they talk about. And we're talking about um, leadership, right? So they say here, give an example of a time you took initiative. Now here, we're talking about the interview stuff, but these are same things you can so, do on the resume. Say it again, give a time you what? Took initiative. That's a, that's a question for yeah. the resume? Like talk about that. To mention a oh, time. Okay. No, this is more for the interview. But you can you can definitely mention something like that in in the resume, right? Or put an like example as a, bu- like as a bullet as point a bullet point as an example of you know um, you know uh, I don't know. Come up with something. But there's so plenty of things to the write. the time we were downrange and uh, Holmes was hammered and he was supposed to be the DD, and so I stopped drinking and started drinking water for two hours prior. And then once realized that I was not able to navigate said vehicle back to base, uh, talked to Mary Jane Rottencrotch and got us a hotel for free that night. That's right. That's leadership, right? That's what you're talking about? You took initiative. I took the initiative and so, got, us, got us all safe and sound. So I'll say this. While that is a true initiative, I agree with that. I mean, that. I saved the squad, you basically. Did. No you one did. got a DUI. We didn't die. However, that is not what you would put. Oh, so that's not appropriate. On the resume. That is not appropriate. Oh, Okay. So you have to know what is appropriate. Because first, Sergeant not- said we got to take care of our battle buddies. You know what I mean. So let's say this. Um, you know, um, you're taking a CLS class, right? And you're talking about um, getting the. You know, someone assigns you and says, "Hey, I need five guys from the squad to go take a CLS class because we need to fill in this much time, space, whatever." You got them slots, we man. Got to fill them, them slots, slots. right? Um, I don't care how you do it. Just get it done. Whatever. Take initiative, you know, going out there, uh, you know, uh, going out over the roster, who's done it, who hasn't, um, running the squad, taking the team, taking the initiative, checking out a vehicle if you have to, um, or running them down to the actual See, class I training. Mean, that that kind of sounds, like, training, that sounds sure. like you're, I'm kissing ass. Is that, is that the same as initiative? You know what? If that's what you want to call it, that's fine, but that's that's just taking initiative. Well, I'm just, trying, going, to figure, I'm just trying to figure it out. Going, a- going, going the distance, doing the right thing, and then also, you know, I, I would say doing a job um, well without being told uh, so like above exactly and beyond my pay grade, right? Going above and beyond. Uh, going so safe hotel, free hotel with skanks, no. But performing something that is above and beyond my pay grade and my duty scale, yes. Right. And people always so joke like you around. Said, he- heading up that program to right. make sure we had enough uh, CLS certified soldiers to deploy with. Right. So one thing is people always say don't volunteer while you're in the military. But I always say that's bullshit because that's kind of where you get to learn some of those side jobs, those things that you wouldn't have normally learned in your regular MOS job. Right. Um, so that would be taking initiative, right? So that's Volunteering not, for those things. It's not one of those. I, not, I not never a, saw it as a... Not a spotlight ranger. It's not a spotlight ranger, man. A spotlight ranger would be someone who talks shit about them doing more than they actually did. But if you volunteer for the job and actually do the job and get down... Because a lot of times when you volunteer for shit, it's because it's down dirty shit. 
That's why people say don't volunteer for it because right. it's extra duty, it's extra work, it's putting up the tents, putting up, uh, taking down the tents, uh, going to to be uh, uh, working out in the in the mess hall or helping out with the chow line, cleaning the dishes, all those kind of things. That's volunteership, right? That's that, what that actually kind of sounds just like pogue shit. It does. You're right. And it's okay to every once in a while do those extra things because you are going to learn new things. Plus, guess what it else does to you or for you? It gets you closer to the leadership because there's always going to be an NCO or a first sergeant or a lieutenant or someone in charge of that duty. And it gets you closer to them so, to get to know the people above. So, okay. now And that's okay, man. No, it, when you get uh, on the look, civilian side, you got to get to know In the military, people. that's just some brown nose shit, right? But here's, here's my take on what you said, because you had some really good points, right? But as you're doing your resume, what I think you should focus on is, okay, let's say we did like Mario said. We, we threw up these tents. We got the talk set up. We, we helped go you know to the mess hall, the chow hall. We have this, right? Focus on why that's a benefit. Don't just say, hey, I did this, this, and this. Put the results in there. So, hey, I led a team that expedited the establishment of a of a chow hall facility, which in end, ended up feeding 500 soldiers, you know, blah, 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 and preventing them to go without food rations, which in turn helped combat readiness and increased our ability to handle our core mission. See what I'm saying? Yeah, you so, could turn any yeah, of that stuff into, exactly. so into well, a my, my point on what you're seeing to piggyback off you is say what you did, but make sure you put the results out. Avoid yes. blanket terms going, well, I increased efficiency. Well, good right. for you. Well, how? how? Quantify how, that. Quantify it. Qualify. So what I was trying to say, just to kind of explain it a little bit too, is it's not. I'm not trying to say to be a brown noser or a volunteer just because you want to look good. I'm saying volunteer to actually get to learn a task. So whatever it takes, even if it means take classes mm-hmm. outside of the military, even if that means volunteer outside of the military, not just always for your squad leader, don't always volunteer for, for extra duty or things like that. I'm just saying anytime you volunteer for anything, not just in the military, you learn to do new things, right? So I'm saying take advantage of that kind of stuff. The opportunities, when you volunteer, you, and a lot, of, a lot of times you get to do things that you normally wouldn't do. Right, you exactly. wouldn't get to do or and, get and to learn. For those of those people who are keeping score at home, yeah, I'm devil's advocate right now. I'm calling it pogue shit. I'm teasing Mario. <laughs> I'm pulling his fucking chain because I'm trying to drive him to the point. The point is that in a civilian world is not like the military. Volunteerism is 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 not only appreciated but it's rewarded. And in a lot of ways, you're not going to get where you need to be if you're not willing to put yourself out there and learn new things. So maybe you're really good at your job, your technical skill, but to get to the next level, you may have to have certain skills you're not good at. Well, how do you think you're going to get good at them unless you volunteer to work with that team, to work with that discipline, or to find something outside of your workplace? Here's a great example, public speaking. A lot of people are very technical. A lot of people in the military are extremely efficient in what they do, but they can't address a crowd effectively without knife-handing and calling people fuckers, right? So what do you do? You find a local Toastmasters club. You find a public speaking club. You take a public speaking class, but you expose yourself. You make yourself vulnerable, and you learn that skill. So counterintuitive to the military mindset that you never volunteer for shit. Once you get out, guess what? You better volunteer because it's a good way to gain professional experience, exposure, and it's a great way to separate yourself from your peers. So if you want to see on that promotion, promote promote, um, ahead of peers, 
you got to do the extra work. And and in the civilian side, it is encouraged to talk to the managers and the CEOs and the directors, whoever you can get an in with, and whoever gets to know you as a good person. That's who they're fucking looking for. No, exactly. And so, <laughs> for all you vets out there that are hardcore from the day you served and now you're in the civilian world, if your coworker goes a, if if you are a supervisor, let's say you're a supervisor. And one of your subordinates goes to your superior because they say they got an open door policy and they just go, you know, shoot the shit with them, sit around the water cooler and kind of rap with them a little bit. Don't automatically assume that you're getting Blue Falcon. Don't automatically yeah. assume that you got to take them out back on the back porch and start smoking people and get to the bottom of this, right? The civilian world does not operate. You yeah, know, it's not the military the same way. is all about teamwork. It's all about the collective whole above oneself. But the, the civilian world... It's just straight up brutal. It's a competition. You have to sell your own. You have to be your, your own marketer, your own salesman, and you have yeah. to be able to your illustrate own your own benefits. You know. Now and why here's you're the thing. With that being said, keep your honor still. There still is an honor system, right? There still is something about whatever your values are, right? So keep are those we, values. Are we, are we talking about lunchroom honor? Like, don't take that chicken sandwich that doesn't belong to you because you know that <laughs> that Bruce is a bitch and he's trying to sell you down the river. Here's, or here's what I'll what say. Are, what are we talking about? Here's Mario? what I'll say about honor or, Can you, uh, or, or your value. Upon that? Everyone has their own values. All right, everyone has their own honor and their own systems. So we're not trying to tell you to forget everything uh, uh, that you learned in the military. There's some things that you value more than others. Keep those things because those are the things that make you a good person, a good, well-rounded person. But continue to learn new tasks so you can do a better job, all right, uh, and so that you can compete with those civilians. So take it as far as you want to or as far as you need to. That's the biggest point, all right? But make sure to continue following your, your values and your honor system, whatever that means for you. Everyone's different. Now, here's another piece in this book. Um, can I wear my nose ring to the interview? I just love saying that. That's fucking hilarious. Um, you should get one, dude. Define collaboration. No, a nose ring? Like you look like you look like a fucking bull, man. You're Mexican as fuck, dude. I should, I should get like a We could play Herb Alpert when you rolled up and call you the lonely bull. In like, the middle? Seriously, I'm sure there's um, plenty of plenty of senoras and senoritas that would see that and be like, Ay, Dios mío, que guapo. This is kind of a guideline to um, making sure you... Uh, these are things you should talk about or, or write about in your resume. So do you like to work independently or in a group? Right. Think about those things. And what have you done in the military? And I guarantee you've done both. Yeah. Right? Are you a lone wolf or are you a team guy? There's times when you've had to do things on your own and there's times where you've done things. You definitely have to work as a group. You definitely have to work as a group. Well, so I mean, think about it. How many times time. you ever heard your your NCO, your team leader, your first time? Where's your battle buddy? Do you work well with others? Yeah. Right. Why? Who the fuck are you? An army? Are you self-motivated? Hell yeah. So those are things this book, and that's just one page. Um, it's good because it kind of reminds you of things that you should talk about, that you should write about. Um, hey, would you happen um, maybe to have an example of a resume that uh, why I actually maybe uh, would not be appropriate yeah. for a civilian? So we've talked about, I, yeah. I think the best thing that you and I do, besides just provide tons of wealth of information, we give good examples. We do. And I, have, I happen to have one here. I actually have one. That's uh, made um, by a badass, a badass uh, special forces dude. It's a high-speed killing high machine. High-speed killing machine that we all know and love. And then I have a corrected one that I actually did 
uh, to show as an example. So you, so you receive, this is what we were talking about earlier. So this is actually a real life example. They've made a documentary about it. In fact, uh, there's three films. Oh, no, there's four now. Four documentaries. Yeah, there's four now. <laughs> about the trials and tribulation of this former veteran or former soldier, former uh, special forces gentleman, and uh, his struggle to find gainful employment. Yeah, let me. This was um, before, by the way, he found your services and we're able to help and him. And was able residence. to, yeah. So this is what I, what, I, what I came up with. I'm going to try to defend his, um, his well, name here. So well, I'm going to say his, his, his first name is John. That's all I'll say. Last name rhymes with Hambo? Yes. That's all. Yes, that's that's. Uh, let's just keep it at that. Yeah. So right sounds like Hambo. Last name sounds like Hambo. So John. From, uh, first name John. From what Bowie, Arizona? From Bowie, Arizona. That is correct. That's on here. So he's got his first. That's uh, Arizona. That's where all the real killers are from. He's got he's got everything done right at the beginning. He's got qualifications up there. Uh, straight are, to the point. What are his qualifications? Uh, well, actually, let me start before he gets into qualifications. He's got his address and phone number. Everything's good except for his email. What's his email? People address? always forget. In here, it says badguykiller13 at gmail.com. And that's not a, like... Well, the reason, and the only reason this one is, uh, it's a little bit, that's not as bad. I've seen some other ones. There's some more so, inappropriate ones. Haji killers. Oh, yeah. Uh, things like that. Uh, something, you know... The mechanical big, at gmail? That's eh, not so bad. Because well, we eat, I eat people. That's not so I bad, but, you know, that, that, that's still probably not appropriate either. So if I was applying for, let's big say, a sexy program 69? Yeah, okay, yeah. No, that's not appropriate. Um... What about, um, I don't know, Grunt Magnet? That's the one I read once. Probably not. It was a female? Yeah. She, was, she was applying for a job at Probably a bank. not. It was Grunt Magnet. Probably not. It was Grunt Magnet 6969. Here's the thing. It doesn't even matter how bad it is. Um, if it gives away your age, if it gives away your your sexual preference, if it gives away that you're... Even a veteran, because you just want to try to keep things as light as possible. Right. If you, if you, or, or, or what kind of person you are, or like even if it says party boy or party girl, right, um, yeah. you want to keep you all know. personal stuff, even your religion, things like that. You just don't know who's hiring and what they're looking so, at. Warrior of Christ six four six four. Even that, I wouldn't, no. I wouldn't, I wouldn't advertise that either. No, I, I wouldn't. I would keep it simple with your name. Maybe don't and don't put Some your like type of alpha wait, numeric designator to don't, separate. Yeah, you. don't put your your birth date because then they know that how old you are and they might be prejudiced so towards younger kids or it would older be like, people. Like uh, John Hambo eighty four. Sure. For the year of his birth, let's say or something like that. Well, I mean, you're just saying eighty four, so you, nobody knows. But you know, try to keep you know try to keep it like that. Simple. That that's fine. But um, you, you you get it. Like that that was, no, that's I, better I, than I, most. That's right. better than most. So, but yeah. Um, so in other words. No death, no religion, no sex. Yeah, just keep it simple. Keep it professional. Your, your, your name and the year you were born is a name, great email address. Um, and uh, qualifications. This guy has American Hero. Now... Well, yeah. I mean, it's not a lie. <laughs> uh, no, but it's... it's it, 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 here's, here's what I'll say about this. Without judging this, okay. it takes up time. That's it. So, I, I mean, you could say it's stupid... You could say this guy's but a douchebag. But the guy's bag. a fucking hero. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> but that's that's not what's important, though. That's what not what's driving. important. Okay, so continue. So maybe he is a hero. Maybe he isn't. Who cares? The, the point is that's it, not takes the point up, of a resume. it takes up valuable space at the very beginning. Remember, people have five to seven seconds uh, or seven to, about seven to ten seconds uh, to really read the, the resume and then decide whether they like it or not and whether they're going to read the rest of it or not. So that, that real estate up at the top is the Very most important. important. So important. off the bat, you're not saying anything important that's going to help the business move forward. American Hero doesn't mean 
mean shit. Just saying, okay? Well, like, so, because you may be applying for a finance job, a tech job, or whatever. They may not be looking for heroes. They might not be looking for heroes, right? So... They're looking for people proficient in a certain discipline. U.S. Army Special Forces. That's the second bullet. That's fucking pretty high speed. Why would would we not put that there? Same thing. It just wastes time. Plus, now you're telling them certain things about you that they might not uh, want to know about. So and, uh, U.S. So Special Forces you means may, what? And another thing is you may be allowing them to prejudge you. Right. You're allowing them to prejudge you. And if that's the first thing you note on your second thing, they may look at it and go, are you still hung up on that? Have right. you not transitioned? Or they may go, oh, dude, Special Forces are killers. They kill Bin Laden. Right. They, you know, so you're automatically sending them on the wrong thing. You're not focusing on why you're qualified for the job. And I know what you're thinking is you don't want to work for a company or someone that is is judging you already off the bat. The point is that the people that are looking at these things that from the beginning aren't are might not be the people you're working with. You know, they might be HR too, people. The they might two, be the other thing too is get over it. You've been getting judged since day one. Yeah. So it does. It doesn't matter if you really truly want this job, uh, and you know you can do the job. Get over it. But just make sure that you do everything possible to get it. So I'm not saying that people are going to hate it or judge you. But you don't want to take that chance. Just saying. Just keep you want to focus on why you're a good candidate for whatever position you're applying. So for. whatever you did during Army Special Forces, then mention that. So if you were in charge of a hundred people, then somehow do a nice little bullet point so stating that. Real, real quick. Again, you want to focus on the civilian aspect of whatever right. you did, right? Trained a hundred people, and you know whatever. Don't say I trained a hundred people to counteract ISIS. No. Say I trained a hundred people to be proficient in certain Their tasks. jobs. Yeah. yeah, perfect, perfect. So ten points veteran preference. Uh, you don't need to do they, that. They actually put that on there. Yeah, being John Hambo is fucking John. covering well, all his bases. John Hambo had uh, three purple hearts, I think, in like two medals. Two minutes in like two minutes. Yeah. <laughs> so that I'll say this about that one. Uh, if you're applying for a state or federal job, any kind of government job, when you, there's going to be a pre-application, there's going to be a spot on there where you click on it, and they're going to know, and then you're going to get sent to the yeah, front of the gonna, line. Yeah, they're going to ask you to submit some type of proof like a DD-214. Yeah, right. you, you so don't, you don't need to put, don't need it, on to put it on your resume. resume. So that one's not like a, a huge deal, but it's, once again, wasting space. What else is on there? Um, proficient with M60 E3 machine gun. So and that's can, old school yeah, M60. Continue. That's well, M60. he was in fucking numb. Hand to hand combat skills to include 23 knife kills. Yes. Continue. Expert in guerrilla warfare tactics. Great with survival knife for hunting. Well, for hunting, <laughs> of course. Once again, they don't need to know so, that. So, so far, I'm tracking would make, they a, don't need to would know make a good meat cutter. At and he's a helicopter pilot. Well, hell yeah. I mean. Or actually, it says helicopter pilot training. Well, I don't know if you saw, but <laughs> he's pretty proficient in episode two was it of the an documentary. In a, was, was it an was Apache a cobra? or a cobra? That's right. So you so, ask Murdoch. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, work experience: U.S. Army Special Operations, Fort Bragg, North Carolina, uh, nineteen seventy-four. Uh, the good years, man. The good years. Badass. <laughs> That's his first job description. It says, deployed to South Vietnam, perfect PT score, jungle survival expert, multiple weapons training, escape from POW camp. How can you not want to hire this guy? Pathfinder school, 
U.S. Army infantryman in 67. So he started that's off as an infantryman. Yeah, well, we all got to start somewhere. You know? Yeah, infantryman, basic rifleman skills, deployed to Vietnam conflict, perfect PT score, again, airborne jump school, CLS certified, and proficient in land navigation. Was so badass, did not need a PT belt. His uh, education was 11 Bravo, graduated from Fort Benning in 1966. Uh, Rangeford High School diploma from Bowie, Arizona, 1965. By the way, again, Bowie, Arizona. His one reference is Colonel Sam Trotman. Yeah, Colonel Trotman. <laughs> so, in other words, goddamn American hero. <laughs> Red, white, and blue. Blue-blooded. As bad as they come. All right. You, by and this can time, you, you believe that? Is, can so. you believe that little Johnny Rambo couldn't get a job? No, he couldn't. Why remember? wouldn't Chase Bank hire him? They said they needed, like, four tellers this semester. Like, you know, Fry's told him, hey, man, we don't have a spot for you, even though he's proficient with his combat knife. Right. You know? I know. And then, I mean, as a, as a butcher, maybe, right? Right. They, we're going to put him in the meat department. Like, he's not picky, you know? Right. You know? And then hey, Home Depot wouldn't hire him in the guard. I mean, the guy is expert at jungle foliage. Like, he yeah. knows everything there is to know about plants. Why couldn't this guy get hired? Yeah, so now... We cleaned it up. He came to me. So, are you saying it was his resume? Yes. Well, please tell us. It what, was his resume. Tell us what Johnny Rambo should have done. He got a job as a CEO. So this is after <laughs> he talked to outside Johnny, the wire. Wire here. So outside Mario squared him away. So I squared him away. So um, you know, we we fixed up his uh, his his little title there, and his uh, email is now John R uh, fifteen. It must have been his old football number. Maybe it no, doesn't matter. When so, he was a stud you know, at gmail dot com. Yeah, yeah, at gmail dot com. He dated the so, prom queen. Little you know, people don't know that. No, yeah, he was a, he's a good guy. So, but uh, he, she would not wait for him while he was in Nam. No, no, no. She she got married to another guy. Got knocked up within a year, and <laughs> yeah, yeah, she so, married the guy that worked at Lowe's. Yeah, yeah. Now he's a uh, general manager, so they're yeah, doing all right. Working his way up the corporate ladder. Yep, yep. Well. Good. Good old Johnny Hambo yeah, Johnny was off Hambo in war becoming a, being a hero. hero. So, uh, corrected that that email. So, now he's got a good email, right? So, and a professional email. Here's what I'll say, because this one here, these are real things, by the way. These I things, told you, people, this is a documentary. People, people do these things. I've seen these emails, right? Um, all you have to do is just change it, even if it's just for that one um, interview process or while you're looking for a job. Even if it's just through that, just create one for that and then go back to your old one you don't have to change and you know emails. what you know what guys and ladies listen that personal email okay for those of you who want to message me i'm the mechanical at gmail right that's my ego talking all right that's my ego that's yeah my we all past, have our personal whatever. ones yeah and that's cool man but you know what you're trying to get a job you're trying to make a gainful employment pay your bills raise your children provide for your family have enough humility to change your email to Rambo J Rambo fifteen at Gmail. You know what I mean? Like tone it down. Continue, sir. So then we um, move on to qualification. Over eight years of leadership experience with ten different types of leadership training classes. All right, just number, just qualitative. It's warrior leader one. course. Warrior leadership. Uh, Platoon leader course. I think he was like course. an E7. So you got all Sapper these different leader ones. course. Um, Ranger leader course. Seven years uh, special operations experience with over a hundred with leading a hundred over a hundred men. Proficient with machinery with over yes. fifty hours of um, uh, work time. Uh, and then helicopter pilot training. Uh, that's a good one because that's great, that's right? So we, you, we've we've uh, substituted the word weapon systems 
for machinery for machinery maybe those weapon systems that you operated um were had a certain discipline so let's say they were rocket propelled systems so they're not missile systems anymore so now you have 50 over 500 hours trained technical expertise in um rocket propelled delivery systems right and, and Who cares it, if they're delivering a warhead? No, yeah. they're just rockets. And depending and on yeah. the job you're applying for, you're going to tailor this to that job anyways, right? Yeah. These are just regular little qualifications. All right, so now work experience. Instead of special forces, badass. That, that's not that's not title. Uh, you have U.S. Army, Fort Bragg, North Carolina, special operations um, in 74, managed over 200 personnel. Yes. Okay. Worked with indigenous population. Attended over 20 military trainings, which require discipline and physical fitness. There you go. Instead of a no PT more, stunt. Yeah, I, know you, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I'd love to put it. But. I've, seen, I've seen that, by the way, PT stud on a, on a resume. I've seen build men from the ground up as a qualification on a resume from a captain. I just saw one the other day from a sergeant major. And this is a direct quote off the, the resume. So it said program manager for X, Y, and Z, blah, blah, blah. And then it said expert in disciplinary actions for men ranging from ages 18 to 35. <laughs> Wall-to-wall counseling players. <laughs> it's Whoa. like, hey, that guy just put on his resume. He's good at fucking people up. Check this one out, too. Six Sigma qualified level two. <laughs> hey, trust me, with the leadership, of, the amount of leadership he's got, he's got to be qualified. Six Sigma. For all of you that don't Dude, know what that is, man, hey, look it up. Yeah, 85 Six Sigma, too. <laughs> Yeah. You know, this is Johnny Rambo we're Ad- talking about. Adaptive to multiple environments. This is exactly what you were talking about earlier. Yeah, he's been in different, different... Look at the documentaries. To multiple Jungle environments. environment, desert environment, high altitude. And cultures visited and uh, lives in five different countries. Visited and lived in five different countries. Yeah. Why wouldn't you want... Th- this guy's well-traveled. He's well-traveled. He's diverse. He's uh, yeah. adapted, adapting to various cultures, religions, and like, Check out this one and, um, when he was government. an infantryman. As a land navigation expert, I had the opportunity to train over 350 personnel, awarded Soldier of the Year, com- <laughs> comparable to Employee of the Year, performed expeditionary uh, exceptionally well in fitness, encountering other, uh, encouraging others to stay fit and healthy, attended airborne school, which assisted with promotion to uh, next rank, proficient in first aid skills with over 120 hours of training and real-world experience. That's boom. <laughs> you guys are laughing, but like I said, this is an actual documentary. Look it up. There's three. There's three different versions of and it, and he still has Colonel Troutman as a, re- a reference, but which was always good. You know what? So. My favorite part of the resume you didn't read, where it says list any faults, and he responded, "None." I'm your worst nightmare. <laughs> yeah, basically. Uh, so, anyway, that's good shit, Mario. I, I hope that's you guys enjoy this. So it's a very simple little thing that that, that we did. So, um, honestly, seriously, guys, I know we covered a lot of different little things here. But um, we we can help you out with that stuff. Send us an email. Send us your resumes. And and here's the thing. If we can't do it ourselves, there's tons of organizations and resources out there that can do them. You want to list a few of those? You want me to talk about that? So one that just comes off the top of my head while I was listening to all this. Um, Obviously, you have the Small Business Association, right? And if you go to them, the SBA, they have different translator programs that will help you translate military skills when you're doing op orders and things like that, when you're maybe applying for loans and things, right? Um, Another one that pops into my head is uh, in Arizona is the Military Veteran Resource Network. You as a veteran, a veteran spouse, family member, care to, you know, whatever, you just go on this website 
and we'll put all this up on yeah, our we'll page. Put the so links on there. We'll have all this for you, right? But you can go in there and you can find a. Um, an employment service provider. So for those of you that aren't in Arizona, the keyword is employment service provider. Every state has them. Every state has them. And and Goodwill is a national program and Goodwill's they do a, a ton example. for employment. If you didn't know that, Goodwill has a ton and they do specialize in veteran help as well. Uh, we've got, uh, we know the guy uh, out here in Arizona. Yeah, we have the Arizona rep, but every state has a rep just for vets. And they do this for free. So one of the things that's tragic in my Never pay for a resume. I was about to say, so many times I've met veterans and they've been like, give me a resume. And I look at it and I'm like, this is garbage. And then they go, dude, I paid good money for no, this. And I'm like, no, oh, my there's God. There's no reason to have to pay for yeah, it. And you know where another great resource is, Mara? If you're still in the military, then you look at, um, you just look at your base. So yep. you have a family readiness center, the transition assistant program, the TAP people. They have all the same resources. Yeah, the families uh, readiness centers always have either the TAP program or they have uh, connections to the on the um, the community with like here it's the Arizona at work sites. Every state has their own uh, government run employment uh, service providers. Um, Goodwill, whoever they can connect you with those programs as well. Every base has them. And they have the connections to those uh, folks that can help you with your resume. So look up uh, on Fallen 360. We're going to post the links to all the things oh, we, we talked about. We got a lot of links for you this week. We're like knee-deep in links. Or just reach out to us on our page as well. And we hey, you know, I'm, you. I'm glad you mentioned that because let me just say this real quick. When we say that, we're, we're literally legitimately saying that. So for the people that have reached out to this week for different resources and help um, locally here in Arizona... You did the right thing. We're here. Okay. We know what we're talking about. We have access to resources. Now, here's the thing about us. Just like a good NCO, and, and for the record, in case you forgot, me and Mario are both buck fives, right? We're both buck stars. We made our E5. We have, you know, we're lower in this, okay? So we, we ain't first sergeants, man. We ain't, you know, sergeant majors, whatever, right? But we were raised the right way, so to speak. We look out for our people. And in true NCO fashion, we may not have the answer, but guess what? We'll look we at know it. where to find it. And we will not leave you hanging. We will not blow you off. You know, the, the good thing about what we do for a living, we draw our paycheck doing that anyway. So it's just kind of a side benefit that we can help you. So when we tell you, reach out to us. Reach out to us. We're here for you. Yeah. And now, I mean, we got a lot of great information today. Uh, so much information, sir. But... I can't wait for sergeant's time. You know what? I can't either, man. And I tell you what, I got you because um, <clears throat> let's roll into it. What I did we say? What, I'll tell you what. Um, no, I'll tell you what. Let me, let me tell let, me. Hey, let me just tell you. Like this sergeant's time. When tell you're me. when you're done with sergeant's time this week, you gonna feel good. And you know what, motherfucker, you gonna look good. Yeah, look Cause, good. Because Sergeant Cannibal dug deep into his bag this week, and I found you the look good. To go with the feel good and the no good and, you know, just kick the goddamn intro, Mario. Let's do this. Huh. Looks like we got ourselves a genius here. What are you, some kind of rocket surgeon? Tasks, conditions, and standards. Your other left. We're going to go over FM 6-22. Hey, high speed. You're going to learn today. Sergeant's time. All right, listen up. Listen up. I got you. I got you, player. Okay. So... You were in the military, Mario. Yes, sir. I was in the military. Oh, yes, sir. So, I got to just say, despite public opinion or rumor, mm-hmm. the Navy dress white is not the best looking suit. 
Okay? Mm, okay. I really don't give a shit about your class A's, Mr. Don't spill gravy on my wife. Mm, yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah, it's bullshit. <laughs> All right? I will give a shout-out to the Marine Corps because you got the second-best-looking class A's in the military. So, wait, which ones do you like in the Navy? Because they have, like, 20 different well, ones. I'm talking about the dress whites. The shit Maverick wore. Remember when Maverick was, like, at the graduation? Oh, and they're yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, man, don't party too hard because we got a mission. Not the Cracker Jack? Yeah, no, nah, fuck the... that. I'm talking about class A dress uniform. Yeah, I agree. The Marines have the best one. No, no, no. I said second. Oh, you... Second. You, you did, Listen uh, to me because you know what? I love you guys. Love you, Leathernecks. Thank you for your service. But you're wearing a Navy uniform. You're still Department of Navy. And I don't Ooh. give a shit what you said because uh, Johnny Hambone... And for that... Wore the dress greens. A McCann at gmail.com. <laughs> it's uh, themechanical at gmail.com. <laughs> if you send a message in a subject, please in the subject... So, Make the subject of it. Sorry, I have the second best class. So, what's a. the first? It's fucking Army Class A so, player. So, listen, man. Oh, we got wait, parades. Class A's? Got, you talking about the we old got green ones? jackets. We got the blue pants. You're talking about the new ones. I'm talking about the new shit, yeah. dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, and this uh, is, ACUs, the, this is the only thing the cavalry ever did good. You guys what, got that Stetson and Spurs. Like, so, it's cool. That's, that's cool. That's my only military cool. regret is that I didn't get a cowboy hat. I have my ACUs. I don't. I didn't get a step. I'm talking about Class A's, not ACUs, dude. I mean, not ACUs. I'm sorry, the ASUs. I wore the, ASUs. I wore the greens, so yeah, I had yeah, a beret yeah. and the greens. I look good. Uh, I, I think look it's fucking good. Let me know if I'm wrong, but the AS, I think that the ASUs were well, their the dress blues. Arizona right? State but University. Is what you're talking about? Yeah, something whatever. No, like you don't know what you're talking about. The point I'm trying to make, though. They're class. No they're matter nice, what yes. branch you were in. But I do think the Marines was the best one. No, nah, you know saying, what? You can leave the was. podcast, bro, and go join Fallen 360 Marine Corps. Like, they, seriously. It's fucking cool, dude. If you're a Marine and you're single and you're looking for a man, with his name sword? is Mario Aguirre. Hi, he's guys. good with a sword. Hi, guys. He can say, when you're in him, and he's good to go. Yeah, you heard him before. We're doing, no, Eddie, we're doing Eddie Murphy again. Here's my point. Don't get me fucking sidetracked. This is Sarge. I'm, so I'm trying to educate. So why are you talking about dressing nice? Because you know what? In the in the military, we had that sweet-ass Class A. Yeah. That was our business suit. So after you joined the military, you never, like, to get in the, first of all, to get in the military, you never had a goddamn interview. That recruiter was like, okay, you can stand, you took a test, you're not right. on drugs, you're not a fucking criminal, you're not married to your sister, boom, here you go, yeah. right? But then something happened. You became an E4. And you did good, and all of a sudden they were like, you're going to be an E5. And you're like, hell yeah. Well, no, whoa, whoa, pump your brakes, player. You got to go to a promotion board. Yep. And guess what happened? You had your first job interview. And you went to this environment where there's all these crusty-ass first sergeants sitting around and a sergeant major from your battalion, and he asked you all kinds of stupid shit, right? But the thing was, you didn't just to say, well, <clears throat> first sergeant, well, the maximum effective range of my M4 rifle is 800 meters. No, you had to yell at it. You had to yell and scream, and they asked you, what's dead reckoning? How do you land there? And, and what's your short third general? Right? And you had to, first of all, they even let you sit down, man. They put you in this big suit. They always do it in the summer when it's hot as shit. You know, so you had to answer all these stupid questions and yell and scream, and you're super stressful. They're like life or death. If you and if you don't, then you're fucking fucked and blah, 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 blah. And you just you, you leave that place a goddamn wreck, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, guess what? Now you're not in the military anymore. But you gotta go to a fucking interview. Right? Oh uh, yeah. And guess what you're gonna have to do? You're going to have to answer a whole bunch of questions. In a very different way. And you may have to find that board. You may have to, you know, find yourself in an environment 
where there's multiple whatever, whatever, and you, you know maybe technical questions, maybe personality texts. Like, yeah, it's not like when you studied for the board. No, not at all. They gave you a bunch of technical shit and they said as an eleven Bravo, a twelve Bravo, thirteen Fox, thirteen this Whiskey, is, yeah, whatever yeah. the hell you were. <laughs> yeah. They gave you a giant list of shit you needed to know. Right, right, right. <laughs> and the thing is, is like so now you're a civilian and you're walking in the interview room, right? And if you yell real loud, Welcome to Pyramid Figure Right, guess what? Your shit's done. Get the fuck out. Yeah, listen, Home Depot, well, that's not what we need. Right, Sorry. and if you show up in your Class A's, you're done. Uh, yeah. So they're basically, what the fuck am I going to wear? Probably. Well, I got you. You know what you're going to need to wear? You're going to need a suit. That's right, player. You're going to need a suit, and not only are you going to need a suit, you need to look good. But so check this out. I've been in the military, Not Mario. everybody looks good in a suit? No, what I'm saying is, oh. like, I went to the military right after high school, right? Yeah. Actually, 17, got the waiver, boom, boom. By the time I was 22, only job I ever had, only suit I ever had was my Class A. So now, I'm going to go down to J.C. Penney, go to Dillard's, maybe Joseph A. Bank, maybe uh, Men's Warehouse, and um, none of them are sponsored, but if you want to be, hit us up. So they're going to sell me a suit, <laughs> right? But how do I know that's the right suit? Fuck, how do I even know if they cut it right? I don't even know if it fits. I've never worn one of these motherfuckers before. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I got you. Sergeant McCain got you. So I'm going to talk to you today about a few things. Now, first of all, I want to thank a website, www.theartofmanliness, because this is where I'm taking all my references from. That's good. It's, it's a great website. They cover everything from how to drink whiskey properly, how to how to pick a proper suit, Um and by the way, I don't think you're giving yourself enough credit because I've seen you in a suit and you look amazing. You know what? And no homo. You, you bring up a great point. No homo. Because if you've been following the page, there's been yeah. several pictures of me and you in suits lately. And yeah, bro, we I look think, fucking I great. Think, I think we know what we're talking about. I mean, you live long enough and you, you, you know, one of the things about being a man is knowing how to wear a fucking suit. So, no, and you know what? You got to pick the right suit. So yeah. let me start with that. So first of all. Let's say you're you're a nine to five ham and agar guy, right? You're not a corporate dude, whatever, right? You need to have at least two suits. You need to have solid manly colors, right? Like charcoal or navy blue. If you want a black suit, you're pretty much limiting yourself to a funeral, or if you're Abe, <laughs> funeral wedding, same shit, right? So start with that. No crazy colors, right? Now what you want to focus on when you're getting fitted at this at the store, stand up straight, okay? Don't be slack. Just like Pretend you're standing in tension so they can fit the suit properly, right? Now, here's something we need to talk about. They're going to fit the pants first, right? We're gonna, mm-hmm. They're going to start at the ass and work the way to the ankle. Look, you're not a gangbanger. You don't need tons of room. But at the same time, we're not trying to fit skinny jeans, right? So you want to make sure that your seat loosely fits against your underwear without pulling tight, no hang-ups, nothing like that, right? And then you got a little room in the thighs, right? So then we're going to go all the way down to the foot. The worst thing you can do is look like the bottom of your suit pant is just draped and folded over, right? What you want on the top of your yeah. ankle, top of your shoe, is a small dimple. Now, here's a key small thing. Small dimple. Here's a key thing. Don't fucking wear your ariats. Don't wear your goddamn lopers, your ropers, whatever, <laughs> your fucking combat boots or your knights. Whatever dress shoe you're going to wear with that suit, wear it to get fitted. Because otherwise, your there shit's you not going to match. So that's very key, right? Now, let's talk about uh, the, the the jacket, right? When you're putting it on, you need to make sure you only button one button. 
you fit it with one button, and you want to make sure that as that one button's closed, there's no strain, no wrinkles around right. your waist. Your lapels aren't popping up forward, right? You want to make sure that everything looks relaxed and looks proper, okay? And the bottom thing, here's the, here's the thing a lot of guys fuck up on. The bottom part of your jacket, it shouldn't be sticking out like a fucking skirt. <laughs> it needs to be boom, boom, right? And then with your sleeves, right? A lot of guys fuck up on the sleeves. You only want about a half inch of your undershirt, the undershirt your showing. dress shirt showing, right. right? You don't want something that's all the way down to the heel of your palm or the front of your fingers, or right? Your, yeah. You want a half inch. Covering your thumb Basically, up. a rule of thumb is if you can put a cuff link, and when you move your jacket, it doesn't cover the cuff link, then you're good to go, right? Good, good advice. You, you, want to, you want to make sure that, right? But here's another thing I want to talk to you about, right? A suit is the best bet. Any interview, a suit is a best bet, right? But we can't all afford suits. Right, Mar? We can't right? do it. That's true. So I'm going to give you three quick tips how to look amazing under 50 bucks. So if you happen to hit up Van Heusen because they've got $20 shirts, $20 pants, whatever, right? Three key things. One. Van Helsing? Van uh, Heusen. Vampire no, we're, we're, no. Well, that's a whole other episode. Oh. Three things. Van One. Heusen. Develop reasonable expectations. Okay. Shopping on a budget is, is about the long haul. You're going to buy something that you're going to use over and right. over, right? That's a, yep. And if you don't have a lot of money, you may need to wear this, so make sure it's it's comfortable, okay? Two, widen your shopping options. What does that mean, Mar? It means go to different places. Do not exclude a Goodwill. Do not exclude oh, yeah. something I'll, I'll, like a secondhand store. Let me tell you Because there's what, a lot of professional clothing there. Yeah, I've actually bought a suit before, just the top. Um, that matched with some other pens that I had at a Goodwill. It was literally $10 for a top. I needed you know, it. It was an emergency. I wanted something mm-hmm. different. And I got one that fit. And I followed those rules. Like, I, here's the thing. Not everyone can get it tailored. If you can, that's great. If you can, follow those rules. Right? You can exactly. make it look good. And uh, speaking of fit and tailored, there is nothing wrong with going to a Goodwill and buying something that fits almost or and then a getting off, it a little and fixed then going to a tailor yep. and paying forty to sixty dollars, whatever the cost yep. may be, and getting it tailored. So don't if you go to a Goodwill or a secondhand store, don't necessarily let things like arm length or uh, waist, you know, or if and, you and, got a or um, leg length, Mexican even. mom like me that can do all that shit, have her do it. And you know what? Hey, if you're really good looking, <laughs> just find you a Mexican woman. That's what he's trying to say. So minor minor upgrades by a tailor are very affordable. Okay. Now, the other thing that I want to talk to you about, um, the last thing was about expectations, right? So here's what we're talking about specifically, because we talked about widening your shopping zone. The last one is invest in a quality core wardrobe. What does that mean? You know what that means? You want to go with colors that can adapt. So a gray pair of pants can go with multiple colors of shirts. A black pair of pants can pretty much go with anything. anything yeah. So you want to avoid. You don't want to go buy a maroon suit. No, because that goes with nothing. Maybe no, a pair of brown shoes. You don't want to buy a German chocolate brown suit because then guess what? Like, hey, you're done. That's it. Right. You want to stick to things that are a little bit bland. In Unless you sense. have the money, you can afford different shoes, different suits, whatever. But if you can't, yeah, keep it simple, like you said. You know, and the other thing too is. Remember, a lot of these people that work at places that sell you suits and business where they, they work on commission. Yeah. So don't be afraid to say no. You know what I mean? Don't be afraid to say, I'm uncomfortable in it. It doesn't fit right. Or don't be afraid to say, yo, bro, no. I'm an 11 Bravo train killing machine. I'm not going in bright pink. <laughs> 
Like a, remember, you don't like, want to be looking like Bernie Mac. No, and, and the thing and I want some of his specials. Which motherfucker would? Which motherfucker would? Right? No. So remember your uniform, your class A. What was great about it? It, it was simple. Good. It was simple and it fit it was good. clean, right? And it fit properly. Yeah. Right. So take those principles to that interview. You want to get something simple, something clean, and something that fits. Okay. Right. You don't want to show up something too big, too small. And even if you can't afford a suit, let's just say this, a shirt with a tie. It's the way to go. It's still And we cannot no stress tie. enough to the fact that go to the Goodwill and spend 20 bucks on a shirt and a pair of pants and maybe a jacket. And then spend $40 at your local tailor to bring the pants up to speed, whatever. You're but, good to go, man. And, and, and here's the thing. Another tip, too, depending on the job, too. Just because, let's say it's construction, doesn't mean you get to wear jeans and boots and whatever. You still want to dress nice, all right? Even if a nice polo shirt, um, you always want to dress a little bit nicer than what the average employee wears there. If you're applying for a manager position, then yeah, tie, suit, all that good stuff. Any type of manager position, I would say that. Uh, but always dress better than what the average employee w uh, wore, wears. So if they wear um, khakis and polos, you wear a tie. A you nice know, pair of pants, that is, that is, at least. That at is least. a great point. And what is the old saying? Dress for the job that you hope to have, not the job that you're, right. that you're at. That you know you're what doing, I mean? Yep. So always dress a level up. That's my guidance to you. The other thing, too, is just remember, if you're military or veteran, you know better, man. You've been through so many expansions, <laughs> so many polished boots, the whole the same principles apply. Don't show up with scuff shoes. Don't show up with pants that don't fit. Don't show up with a shirt two sizes too small. And you know what? Don't show up with an attitude. Be, oh. pro be professional. Yeah. yeah. Theodore Roosevelt. This is my guy. Yeah. And he used to always say, walk softly and carry a big stick. Wait, is he really your guy? He is my guy. That's my guy. No, that's my guy. I wrote a report on him no, in you, fourth grade. No, I already, if you look at the first episode, I, re, I remember episode one. Yeah. I think the very first thing it said was, first of all, that's my guy. Fuck off. I so, don't know if you said that. No, I really did. You should review the tapes. I will. And the, I don't know what fucking era you're from, but we don't record on tapes anymore. Yeah, so no, we, we do, because this is lowbrow shit. <laughs> Tapes. This. I got the tape right yeah. now. Let me look at the A-Tracks. I got the tape. I'll Let fucking play the tape. Here, let me... Hold on one second. Episode... Yeah. Tito Rosa, my guy, Mario. Oh, Fuck off. You're right. There it is. Yeah, you There did. it was. Boom. You got it. I don't yeah. know where you got a recorder from. I had it locked and loaded because awesome. I knew that one day this would be a point of contention amongst us. Well, that's a nice surprise. That's See, a lot nice. of people don't give me uh, any credit for technical ability because Mario is the producer of the show. He sets up the tech. He is the he is the driving force behind the, the good mics the whole night, right? We're still on 8-track. But he fucking overlooks my technical skills. We record on 8-track. I stuff. got an 8-track over here because it's tried and true. So <laughs> fucking EMP blast tomorrow. The show is done. But who's recording on 8-track? Abe, boom. Abe. We're you good. know what? It's 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 vintage. People are into that right now, so it's cool. Hey, so what else do you have for people uh, to go on the job interview? I know. So look good, feel look good. good, be confident. Because dressing right? good. That, that's huge. And we'll post these links just yeah. for you to go in Which, more depth. What was that again? The Art of Manliness. Art It'll of manliness. be on our on our Fallen 360 webpage so you can explore it further because they get into great detail about the shoulder, the ankle, the knee, the whole nine, right? And even how to pick out the right colors. Right. right? For, so, and for you, too. Yeah. To the different person, right? Uh, different body shapes, different types. Well, they of, do have one. If you're like Mario and you're a larger man, little, you know, big and tall action. Big shoulders. They even have um, 
tips for you. Big shoulders. Like how to pick the right shirt, things that make you look slimming. You know, all that thing. You know, the, the bottom line, though, is you guys know, you ladies know, you were in the military, you're veterans, you're fucking professional. You never once got promoted looking like a shitbag. You, no. And the same goes for that's the civilian a, that's, world. That's a big part of it, yeah. If, um, if you're not comfortable uh, during the interview, you're, it's just going to affect the way you answer questions. It's going to affect the way you sit there. It's going to make you sweat. It's going to make you uh, more nervous. So you definitely want to yeah. feel You good. walk in looking like you pulled your fucking pants out of a duffel bag. Your answers are going to sound like you pulled yeah. them out of a duffel bag. And, and you're, you know, not only are you going to feel better if it fits well. You're also going to be more confident, right? Uh, you know, clean shaven or trimmed up beard, whatever that is, but trimmed, uh, oh clean, my God. clean Thank haircut. You. Trim your goddamn beard, boys. You know, I mean, I, I say clean shaven, but. You know what, ladies, you trim your shit too. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. we're fair. We're fair on this show. Yeah. So, if you got a fucking beard, trim that shit. Men and ladies, trim your beard, shave, clean cut, whatever it is, just go in there clean, fresh, uh, with a good attitude. All that stuff will Here's improve a great your attitude. Here's a great fucking thing to tell you. So, straight from Sergeant McCannibal, by way of Larry D. Morgan, First Sergeant Extraordinaire, Sapper Company 464, right? If you think, or you have a question if I look good or I need to shave, guess what? Fucking shave. Yeah. If there's any <laughs> doubt in your mind, if you're asking yourself, does this suit look good? No, it don't fucking look good. Fix the shit. Yeah, I agree. Um, I know you didn't get into ties, but if you're a man... And you're looking for a job, you should know how to tie a tie. Let's one thing. You should know how to tie a tie. One thing. Fuck your bow tie. Okay? Your bow tie is not professional. Once you get the job and well, you want to look Well, I mean, look, if you're no, for like the Muslim no, Brotherhood. God or damn it, none. Fuck the Muslim Brotherhood. So, oh. seriously, if you are applying for a job. Who's that outside? You wear a long fucking tie. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go do Once you get right the now. job, if you want to look playful and happy but professional, <laughs> then bow tie the shit out of that. Amen. And if your job is an application at the Muslim Brotherhood, Those guys then stop by immigration and get the fuck out of the country. Like, <laughs> seriously. I'm sick of bow ties, no fucking skinny jeans. Your pants should not be at your fucking calf like Capri's. And if you want to roll some shit like that, either play for the NBA and be like fashionista or, you know what, Canada's to the north, Mexico's to the south. Sure, Delta flies to the Middle East all the time. I'm fucking done with this shit. Mexico's got more problems than wearing bow ties, though. Um, yeah, and how many fucking Mexican assholes do you see running around in bow ties? Because well, even the cartel's like, nah, player, well, we, don't, we don't wear no bow ties. Well, they, they do. You ever heard of a Mexican bow tie? That's a different, it's a whole other game. When they fucking cut your neck open and stick your tongue out through it? Yeah, we're not talking about those, like, <laughs> fucking cartel bow ties. The, the Mexican necktie? <laughs> they have some pretty sweet neckties, I'll tell you what. The cartel, they know how to, they don't play games. They don't play Look, games. the bottom line is, check the website. There's plenty of references on there to go into depth on how to look professional, how look to be good. professional. Right? Feel good. But honestly, you know, we got an open door policy here. Not like first sergeant, like ours is actually legit. If you got a question, hit us up. Matter of fact, I challenge our listeners, all four of you, so post pictures of your of your business wear. Yeah, I'll let's put do mine that. up, I'll put Mario's up. Like I mean, first of all, we look fucking good. But let me see what you got. You know? And ladies, you too. Put some business wear on there. Let's 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 help the group and show them what it looks like. Hit me with your best shot. Hey, maybe you know what? Uh, to be fair, so don't ever fucking sing again. Hit me with your best shot. Look, no one's firing away. It away. No, it's fire away, asshole, and oh, no yeah. one's doing that. Whatever. Oh, so you do listen to that song? 
I never said it like the song. I just said don't sing. Hey, listen. You know, so I listen we to that, bring... and then right after that, it's love is a battlefield. Like that's why. So listen, we'll bring a lady on the show uh, one of these days, so they can talk to the ladies and on how one, to dress. One I I'll... promise that we're not married to. There's no ties to us. Uh, I'm. I'm. So we get an objective opinion, right? And so I. I um... By no. the way, if you're a lady and you have an objective opinion, please message the show. Yeah. Follow on 360 at Facebook.com. We'd love to talk to you. I couldn't begin to tell you what women should or shouldn't wear because, you know, there's things that I like to see a woman in, but uh, that's probably No, that's what not. I'm saying, right? And we can't ask our wives right? because they're too connected. Right. We need a veteran, a lady. And you know what? Give us a civilian lady, too. We don't care. Yeah. Just drop some knowledge on us. You know what? They actually have the um, Dress for Success um, I know some of the ladies there. It's a it's a it's a women's uh, organization for um, you know they help with jobs and it's yeah, kind of employment. That would be a great that would be a great help resource. with uh, free clothing for women. Let's so do that. For, hey, and by the way, we've been a little wordy on Sergeant time, so if you're still listening, drop and give me twenty. Yeah, wake up. So, all right, I think that's uh, I think that's enough uh, bullshit for today. Uh, pretending like we know what we're doing. Uh, listen, man, we don't know all the answers. We don't have everything, but we got some. Uh, pretty good leads for you uh, I promise you if you follow the links that we've given you and just uh, a little bit of the advice at least it's a start if you just listen to that it's the beginning uh, clean out your ears and like my drill sergeant used to say one of these days all that shit's gonna come out of your ears and you'll start to fucking understand what we're talking about and you'll actually start to learn shit and your eyes they're not gonna be brown I don't know if he was being racist or not uh, but anyways he was like in one of these days you're gonna see clear so once all that shit comes out of you just just fucking focus on the future. And speaking back on that, I'm going to tell you what First <laughs> what? Sergeant Larry Morgan said. There's no use in looking back. All you get is a stiff neck and a heart full of regret. I've heard that before somewhere. And you know what else he told me? Well, if the shit was that good, you wouldn't have joined the Army. So with that being said, I'm getting the fuck out of here. All right. Sergeant time's over. For Abe. That's me. McCann. <laughs> Mario Aguirre. Oh, oh. Yes, sir. Sean Danielson, pay your fucking tab. Pay your tab. Sushi Sonaro's waiting for you. We're out, man. See you next week.